the rewatch, into the rewatch, it's a rewatch, into the rewatch, into the rewatch, it's a rewatch time. Rewatch, rewatch, rewind time. Watching this, your place or mine. He, him, Daniel, they, them are your rewatch counterparts. We wanna see a hot dad down on his luck. That's the kind of fellow we'd be happy to find. Ain't you ever been struck by the need to go into the rewatch? Rewind into the rewatch, into the rewatch, it's a rewatch, into the rewatch, into the rewatch, it's a rewatch time. Hello and welcome back to Into Riverdale, your favorite Riverdale rewatch podcast. It's also the number one podcast in the world, most listeners. Out of anyone, I am two-thirds of your host, Daniel, and if you disagree with me, that is just an issue of semantics. Joining me is the other third, Art. Hi. Um, this really isn't an event comic, uh, based off event comics, isn't it? That, like, you know, last-second push, to, uh, like, where, just like, I don't know what we're going to do at the end. This had a really good... Literally begin- just making things up on the fly. <laughs> Holy crap, this episode... <laughs> This is this is like a, a crisis on Infinite Earth. It's just oh, like, oh, oh no, they killed Batman. Oh, but no, he's right. really he's going to turn into a caveman. It, don't worry, mm-hmm. he's going to be a caveman mm-hmm. soon. Oh. This is, I mean, this is definitely like primo comic book nonsense. But like, it's so it's like actually it's more like new. F- and no, actually, no, I said the right word. It's more like Flashpoint, yeah. where like they go to another mm-hmm. universe, which is probably going to be worse. It at the end. It is simply like. They have created the problems themselves here, not the character, like the writers here. Like, it would be so easy to have taken any of the time they wasted in the middle of this season to establish some rules for Percival's magic to allow us to not be like, well, what he's doing right now is bullshit, and we all feel like it's bullshit. They could have taken that time to develop Veronica's power so we aren't like, she's just saying words right now. You can't just say it's semantics and that's the explanation. That makes zero sense. Right? Like, there are all these parts where you could have laid it earlier and then it would have paid off here and we would have been like, fine. Still dumb, but like, fine. But no, they can't even adhere to the like very basic concepts of storytelling. Yeah, it's... <clears throat> yeah, this is... um, Like, I was... <clears throat> Let me just say the spoilers that I got, like, mm-hmm. a year ago mm-hmm. made me want to watch this episode way more than I needed to. <laughs> like, holy crap. Like, this is bad for Riverdale. Like, Riverdale's a generally bad nonsense. show, but this is bad for Riverdale standards. Yeah. Like, uh, it is... It is more fun than all those middle episodes, but probably worse written. But like, uh, it, it, this is truly a mess. <laughs> like, I think, like, honestly, if if I if I'm gonna put a hot take out in the yeah. universe here, um, I don't think we. I think this whole season was chick era. I think this whole season was just chick mm. era, except for like three episodes, maybe. I mm, hang on, let me review the episode list because like pretty long most episode, of it's been disappointing, so, uh, except for Rivervale. Rivervale. Um, well, Riverdale was like fully a, the first third of the episode. Uh, well, well, whatever. Season, like, or, like after after Riverdale, like everything has been kind of yeah. just like meh. Yeah, we had an especially long chick era, I think, because again, uh, yeah, uh, this is a twenty-two se- uh, twenty-two episode season. Uh, Riverdale is episodes one through five, which were like fine, right? We had some issues with it, but no more than you know, like regular Riverdale. Yeah, uh, and then from six to a. About, I would say, 
uh, I'd say probably around 16, I just did not care for, which is a significant chunk, right? That's 10 episodes. Uh, tough. Uh, and then I think 17 through now is like, if this had come right after Rivervale, I'd be having a lot of fun. Uh, but we had to slog through 10 episodes of just nonsense to get here. And so now I, I don't have that kind of grace within my body. Yeah, like, it's just like, I hope, like, the, they're going to be teens again. They're going to be 30-year-olds yeah. playing teens again. I, so. mm, uh, yeah, with, with how we've it. led into, at, at the end of this episode, how to lead into the next episode, I'm not feeling optimistic. Actually, you know oh, what? Right. I think it'll be fine. Oh, okay, wait. Mike Jug Jughead mm -hmm. Jughead's gonna be the only one who remembers anything. Right. So, like, that might See, that's my concern, right? That's mm -hmm. my concern is that we've got one of those situations where it's like one character knows something and everyone else doesn't and he's gotta convince them. And in normal television, that would take forever and it would feel so bad, right? Because it feels like they've reset the status quo and like that that could take five to ten episodes in a normal television show. But this is Riverdale, so it is quite possible that they open season seven with Jughead telling everyone and everyone being like, yeah, okay. Yeah, so, okay, so as this, as a, uh, as Riverdale has gone, it goes mm -hmm. two ways. Either they're very emotionally mm -hmm. mature and just talk about everything immediately, because yeah. that's easier to yeah. do, or they take forever, forget about it. And then it right. becomes very important, like, in the last three episodes. Yeah. The, the, the question is, are we going to get, like, a... Uh, I'm trying to think of a, a good season example of this. Um, maybe, like, a season... Season... Season two? Yeah, any, anywhere between seasons one and three, I think, where, where you know, yeah. Uh, something gets introduced, and then it gets resolved right away. Or are we going to have something like season four, where they, like, are like, Jughead's going to die this season? And then they tease that for the entire season and no one fucking cares. It's going to be one of those two, right? So I'm hoping it's like seasons one through three. Might be season four. So <clears throat> I think one of two things is going to happen because they knew that it was mm -hmm. going to be the last season. They knew. Mm -hmm. No, Either, they might get silly with it then. Maybe they'll get silly with it. Because mm -hmm. like that be tends nice. to be whenever we get like the best seasons of something when someone yeah do doesn't think they don't have to play it safe because they're not trying to get another yeah. season. Yeah, especially for like Riverdale, it's not like you need to like create a satisfying ending to this series. You can just do whatever. So like, yeah, I hope they go. I hope they go crazy. Yeah. Oh, now the thing is, they're probably gonna do the opposite. It's probably gonna be because like honestly, the uh, quality of the craziness mm -hmm. has gone down. Mm -hmm. But whatever. I think, I mean, it, it is, I think it's, uh, it, it's the Dragon Ball Z effect, right? It's the, uh, you have to top what you did last season. And at a certain point, it just becomes hard to do that and, like, make it still interesting. It's just sort of like, well, a comet was gonna hit Earth. Oh no, now an even bigger comet is gonna hit Earth. And you're like, haven't we been here before? Or um, but maybe yeah. they lower the stakes so low that it just becomes a contemplation oh, of the series uh, overall. That could be fun. That could be fun. Um, well, the only way to find out is to get through this episode. So let's jump. Yeah, into... I don't want to talk about this episode. Can you tell? <laughs> it's real. It's just bad. Too, too bad. Art. We're gonna have to. So strap this on. Is, it's Riverdale season six, episode twenty-two, chapter one hundred and seventeen, Night of the Comet. Like this is just Flashpoint. This is Flashpoint, and it's going to have a similar ending where if we have a bad well, <laughs> bad thing. Great news art in, like, a week. You can then relive Flashpoint again in an equally disappointing uh, PS3-era-looking movie. 
Yeah. I, oh my god. I don't want to watch this, is, this, this episode is, again. This I is another this is another situation where the writers um thought too much about what they were doing. Um and at the same time not enough. So if they actually thought about it enough, uh they wouldn't have let Percival cast a spell from a different dimension uh from like two hundred years ago. Cause that's bullshit. Um but then they were like, well, they're thinking in their heads right now when they were writing this episode. Well, why, why doesn't everyone just leave Riverdale then? Um, and then it'd be fine. And so they have to like be like, well, actually, Percival's spell also created a magical force field all around the town so no one can leave. And also, it's happening at all points in time so they can't time travel. And also, and also, and also. It's like playing with a little kid, you know? It's like, oh, but actually, I have uh, uh, the, the lasers that break force fields. Uh, you lose, I win, haha. Same Okay. Energy. Um, they're basically just talking, whatever. You just explained the whole, like, next five minutes. Yeah. Basically. But, you know what could have been a good intro to another season? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, they're just like, oh, no, we're stuck in Riverdale. But, right. I don't know, like, in the past or something. They could still have it in the past. And make it like yeah. the Black Hammer comic. Where they have to pretend, where they have to, like, pretend to not know what's going on. And everything mm. to, like, to the people around them. And maybe someone comes in. Maybe like uh, Penelope, not Penelope, uh, Penny Pound, whatever, Penny. Peabody. Penny Peabody, yeah. like, comes in. She has a power, and she's, like, and she's gonna, like, mess up the equilibrium of the town. And, like, maybe mm. they'll die somehow or something, you know? It's like all the people they love will die if something, I don't know. Like, I'm just saying, like, you could work with, like, an impenetrable shield, Around the thing, around Riverdale, um, that's something you could do. Um, you could do like a quarantine situation. Maybe like the gangs rise up. Maybe there's like zombie ghoulies or something. I don't know. Have fun with like. Oh, okay. It's whatever. Now they're calling a baby Anthony Big Anthony. I hate this. Yeah. I hate this. Oh, and like, <laughs> and again, they have conflated being invulnerable with being immortal. Um, and they're like, Baby Anthony, or, sorry, Big Anthony and Archie would be the only two to survive. No, um, Archie will survive. Yeah, right, Archie should be able to survive, but apparently Big Anthony will also do that somehow. What? Uh, uh, this, what? Um, I bet, I bet Moose is feeling real pissed off about coming back to see Kevin now. I, I would, too. Uh, not only is he a cop, but, like, he's also... Right. Now, now you're gonna fucking die. Great. <laughs> Which, by the way, you know what? Also, yeah, okay. actually, you, you know what would have been better than this is if they had just done Armageddon again. They should have sent Archie into space. Oh yeah, they should have sent Archie into space. Like, do some space magic or something. No, they should have given Archie a bomb and flown him into space. <laughs> Cheryl would have made the made rocket propulsion with her fire powers and shot Archie into space. Uh, with a bomb, and he would plant the bomb on Bailey's Comet and blow it up, and that would have been awesome. And I would have been like, best show in the world, give them an Emmy. Instead, we got this. Yeah. By the way, we're gonna be salty the entire episode. Uh, this is not a good episode. They wasted their entire premise the whole season. They could have made one good episode with it. One. It's, yeah, it's just, it's this kind, yeah, it's just frustrating um, to it, it, no, it's nonsense. Um, like, I'm just glad that we only have one season left and we're going to go to something that can't, like, okay. 
like okay uh we it's the big group up thing like arch that archie was just like oh what are we gonna do um now reggie and veronica are at the babylonium and it's they're trying to do a thing where it's where it's like you know what if this were your last day how would you spend it um Oh, remember this character? Because I sure fucking didn't. It's Alexandra Cabot. She was, uh... What's-her-name's rich friend? Yeah. Uh, Veronica's? It was... I thought it was... No, no, Tabitha's rich friend. No, no, Veronica's. Oh, is it Tabitha? No, it was... No, it was... Um, Because remember, she's... They should have put this in the fucking recap that they didn't have for this episode, but she was... uh, She wanted to either buy... She wanted to invest in Pops so that they could franchise it. But she had all these ideas like changing the formula for Pops' milkshake. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And so now she's come back out of nowhere to be like, great news. Uh, Fucking, I just happened to have bought a bunch of shut down restaurants. So now we can franchise Pops and you don't have to change anything. Isn't that perfect? Um, And Tabitha's like, oh, yeah, cool. Because, you know, she's thinking in her head, we're all about to die in 12 hours. So who the fuck cares? Yep. And Jughead's like, you should care. And again, I, I don't know why, because they're all going to die in what? 12 Th- hours. This plot point literally won't matter by the end of the episode. Yeah. They could have cut right, the yeah, part like, out. Why did they do this? Why the fuck did they do this? Because they need to give like, Tabitha like, something to do, I guess. But like, it fucking, it's stupid. It's fucking okay. stupid. Like, I, keep on tr- I keep on trying to compare this episode to like mm-hmm. one of the last episodes of The Magicians. Um, mm. Where... They have, like, this time limit. They know everything's going to end at a certain time. Also, if someone comes with comes to you and says, I have a great deal, but you need to sign now, that's a scam. That That is a scam. That Like, you should be able to she, put she signing that, sh- like, off by, like, a week or so, because you need yeah. to look at it, like, with lawyers. Right, you need your lawyers to review the contract, which she doesn't even have in front of her. She didn't present her with a contract. She says, like, let's go build pops everywhere. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like you don't you don't do a franchise deal with by a handshake deal. You don't do that. You have ten hours to decide. Again, that is a classic con move. You put a time pressure on them so they don't think to fully vet everything and they sign something they shouldn't. That's a con move. Is she conning her? I don't know. That'd be more interesting than uh, the rest of this fucking episode. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sorry. Another thing. If baby, mm-hmm. if baby, now big Anthony. Yeah. I. I, I could it well. be shot? With a bullet. How can he be tattooed? Is it reactive invulnerability? It's just like, oh no, there's threat. I'm going to be invulnerable now. I can't. (laughs) I mean, it it just doesn't make sense, right? Like, it's Calvin Ball. Like, fuck it. Fuck you. That's... That's the answer. God, Fuck no. you, Art. Specifically you. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, the thing that is bothering me so much about Because, like, tattooing is active hurt to the body. Like, the oh, reason... Oh, did you the miss it- the part where, where Big Anthony turns and looks over his shoulder at the camera and says, Oh, I bet you're wondering how I'm getting tattooed. Well, fuck you, Art. That's why. <laughs> God, dude. Uh, they don't even do, like, the little bullshit thing. At least, like, when, like, when Wolverine's son, Dakin... Uh, yeah. Like got uh, tattooed, it's like oh he can move his healing factor around sure, and whatever, right. whatever. Like you know you can at least do that type of bullshit. Yeah, you know like, um, say, like and and then and then Tony and Fangs are like, well you're the Serpent King now, son, because you're immortal. You're gonna have to survive and preserve the Serpent traditions. How how um, are they? Is it the Serpent supposed to be the remnants of a native group? 
Mm-hmm. That lived there. Uh, this is also this is also a shitty thing to tell your kid. Like, this, hey, I know okay. we like artificially aged you eighteen years, and that was probably very traumatic. Also, we're gonna die now, and you, you, we are counting on you. Our last dying wish is for you to preserve our traditions uh, in the desolate wasteland where you will be the only one left alive. Good luck. Okay, bye. It's gonna just be you and this dumb white kid that wants to kill everything. By kid, I mean uh, man. And it, and yeah, that's so. Yeah. So, so Cheryl and Heather have a plan to maybe break the shield, uh, which is they're going to consult Abigail, who's trapped in the doll. This doesn't lead anywhere. They, they don't break the, the, the force fields surrounding yeah. the town. They, Cheryl and Tony just fuck. Yeah, like, I think it's just, like, they just wanted, like, to be like, well, they're going to be teenagers the next season. We can't have them actively fuck on camera. <laughs> I mean that's that is not true, and you know it, Art. <laughs> no, it's not true. They had to show them actively. This fun. is probably the most salacious sex scene they've put in the show. Yeah, uh, they went hard for this one. <laughs> it is the closest. It is the closest to softcore um, mm-hmm. that they've done. But but essentially, what they did was Abigail and Tomasita. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they inhabit the 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 bodies of. Yeah. You know, the people who look like them. And they just have, like, a three-minute sex scene that is yeah. kind of salacious. It's, yeah, it's pretty horny. Um, for, also, like, for no reason, because I'm seeing right now that Abigail tells them the answer to their problems before the sex scene. So, again, like, what are, <laughs> These are, like, the very basics of, like, story. Like, this is basic cause and effect, right? You need to have a cause that then produces the effect. You can't have an effect and then have the cause afterward. Like, this yeah. is basic character motivation, right? I have something you want and I have some and you have something I want, so give me what uh give me that and then I'll give you the information. No, she gives it first and then Cheryl agrees to let her use her body to fuck. Also the plan is fucking idiotic. Uh comets are made out of ice, so just shoot it with your heat beams, Cheryl. What what are we doing here, man? Should have sent Archie into space. Get me on the writer's room. I would have made this better. Like, God. I just, I just want, I just wanted this to be a better episode. <laughs> they had a and whole the, like, season to think about what they would do. Yeah. And, and like the stakes they lay out um, for Cheryl melting the uh, meteor, not terrible, right? It's, she'll use up all her Phoenix power. Um... But her phoenix power is what's keeping all the people she's brought back from the dead alive. So one of them could die if she does this. That's a good stake. They don't know who would die. Just one of them might, right? That's interesting. Turns out that's not the case. We undo that as well. We just can't fucking have, like, anything matter in this fucking show. (laughs) Man. We're really, like, remember when we started this this podcast and, like, we had a Mm -hmm. lot of hope for the future. We've gotten more and more in hate. Of the show. One of these days we're gonna. One of these days we're gonna land on a show where the final season, or la- I guess final couple of seasons, don't like wildly disappoint us. Well, maybe uh, that'll be Nancy Drew. Maybe maybe Nancy maybe. Drew is good. It, maybe. What's the status on Nancy Drew? Because they canceled like everything else on the CW. Did Nancy Drew make it through? Uh, like I mean, uh, let me see. By the way, we don't want to talk about this. Can you tell? This is. I mean, there's like, also this, like nothing. She's just explaining what I already explained. It's yeah. a lot of people explaining things to a group, and then everyone being like, "Oh, I don't know," and then moving on to the next scene. 
Also, I guess Nana Rose is back from the dead. She did revive her. Uh, well, why? She's so old. Well, they're they're gonna have uh, they're gonna be doing season four, episode three uh, this Wednesday. So. Oh, okay. So still airing. Good for them. Yeah. Also, are, do we need to change the, the name of our podcast completely? Because we know it's into Riverdale now, but like, just yeah. we gotta do the into the rewatch. But we're not rewatching anything anymore. We're. Oh, okay. No, here's we my are. argument. Here, we here's are. my argument, and it, yeah, it is semantics, but we are technically watching it when we record. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. Okay, wait. I, I, I'm just trying to look forward for the future, basically, right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe, since this Nancy Drew is supposed to be set actually as an investigation thing, they will try mm-hmm. to actually make like a mystery for it see that that concerns me though because i don't think these writers are good enough to make a mystery yeah they're gonna do this they're gonna do that thing where be like oh well we're just gonna reveal something that you didn't even see so you can't even solve it on your on your own uh like the only thing worse than a show without a mystery is a show with a bad mystery and so you know we'll see but, but like ghosts but ghosts in the illuminati exists in this universe Mm -hmm. so that could be fun oh also um molly ringwald's back oh yeah i don't remember why but she's here yeah because they don't have the father figure the one that actually stayed with them for most of his teen life oh that's right she uh i guess got married to that navy recruiter is it divorced in the seven years together yeah or or one year yeah i think probably like wait 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 Wait, the time skip. How does it work that Archie is a sergeant if they didn't do the time skip, but they keep on acting as if it's like 2022 or whatever? Yeah, you know, um, it's semantics. Because, like, you can't, like, you can't just, like, be a sergeant for one year. Like, you have to, like, you know, mm-hmm. be there for a mm-hmm. little bit. Like, you have to, like, you know, you're becoming, like, an officcer, basically. But that doesn't happen immediately. Unless you go to college. It's just just semantics. God, you know, whatever. There's also this dumb thing where uh, Veronica, she drinks her absence and then she kisses the portrait of her father and it does... She ruins an oil painting with her poison? Is that how that works? I think think that's... I mean, I, I think there are, like, some poisons that, like, would affect oils like that. Um, cause like, yeah, it, it, like a, a neurotoxin, like is essentially just like, uh, erupting the cells in your body. Right. And so like, I don't know, I, maybe that's the, that is one of the more believable things in this episode. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel real nit. Also like, why did they nothing... make her make absinthe? Cause why did they make her make absinthe? Cause that has never been played a part in this season at all. Like they mentioned it like three times. Well, because, like, she just got her powers, basically. And they haven't really been doing anything with her except for using the Babylonian as a set piece. That's it. Like, they haven't yeah. done anything with Veronica this season. I don't even like Veronica. I haven't liked Veronica since, like, season two. But, mm-hmm. man, they really did make oh, a yeah, show Archie... where we don't like any of the main characters, did they? Um, yep. <laughs> so, uh, Archie's mom is like, what I learned is life is precious, and you gotta act, uh, you know, you, you can't wait. Um, 
And so Archie goes to Veronica and be like, it was like, I'm going to marry Betty, but I don't got a ring because I'm broke. You got a ring? And she's like, yeah, probably. Oh, uh, and then Tabitha does like an insane and fucked up thing here. Oh, wait, sorry. They watched Titanic first. <laughs> yeah, they talk about Titanic and now the only thing that it, they're talking about Titanic right now. Why are you focusing on this at all? Wait, what is early James Cameron? So I thought Titanic was, like, pretty early on in his... Uh, it wasn't early. I mean, he had, like, uh... I know he had Terminator oh, 2 before. Terminator's from 84, okay. Yeah, okay. and... I thought Terminator was much earlier than that. Uh, I think Aliens would have been around... A, a, well, Aliens would have been, uh, been around the same time uh, as well. Uh, Piranha 2, that's how long. So, yeah, it's probably Terminator. Aliens was 86. And the Martini Ranch, I don't... That's a music video. The Abyss is 89. Uh, oh, wow. Is Titanic all the way up in 97? Okay. Uh, so, yeah, he's talking yeah. about Jughead when he says he prefers early <laughs> James Cameron. He's talking about the two Terminators and then Aliens. Do you do, do... Okay, here's here's a fun thing. Um, mm -hmm. So, I, I might send you a TikTok or two, but there's a, a TikTok person called... Uh, whose name is TitanicFan97. Uh, and his whole thing is... Um, he wants to get 1,997 uh, 1, copies of Titanic on VHS. Uh, he's currently at 1,400 right now because people keep mm. on sending stuff. Um, and I yeah. know a lot about the movie Titanic because I keep on watching his stuff. Uh, yeah, so. Why, why would they want... Why? Why? What do you mean, why? No, why are they? Why are they focusing on this at all? This uh, is boring. So quirky, because you, you you know when they love Titanic, so isn't it so quirky? She loves Titanic, and he hasn't seen it. <laughs> I'm just okay. Then we get like we get like a five minute sex scene. And by five minutes, I mean yeah. that's how long it felt. Um, basically, yeah. The spirits so, take over so the body. Yeah. Yep. They have sex. Do we see side I, boob I, I in like this? Them. I don't remember if we see side boob or not. But I remember it being pretty fucking spicy. I don't it, it, it's pretty spicy. Though. Like, if I'm completely honest, uh, spicier than some shows that are self-proclaimed -pro spicy on cable or network TV. Also, so, like, what is the implication here for, like, spirits, then? Like, spirits, they're in the version of intimacy spirits have is somehow less than the physical in intimacy you can have with a body. Oh, yeah, that's full tongue, baby. Oh, yeah. They they play a song too, oh no I oh I mean you get a little bit of side boob, a little bit. Uh, I mean, it's like top boob, but it's yeah. top boob. You know, whatever. It, you know, a little bit spicier than normal. Uh, oh, right. we get a bite on the neck. Mm -hmm, okay, right. yeah, there's like neck kissing again, like full visible tongue entering the other person's mouth, sort of kisses. Um, you know, it's pretty fucking horny. Yeah. And, you know, it's horny. They get a little, a little, little, uh, little sexy music thing. Uh, so then we cut to Betty and Archie. Uh, Archie proposes after... This is one of the, this is one of the better moments of the episode, in my opinion. Yeah, it's, you know, it's better. I mean... What, well, what I like about this, uh, scene is that Archie proposes to her, and then she, of course, says, fucking no, you're doing this because we're about to die. 
Um, and then like, it's like, if you really want to propose to me, wait, if we make it through this thing, then propose to me or whatever. And then Archie, that beautiful, dumb himbo that he is says, I understand. I gotta stop this comet so I can propose to you. Um, and he goes off to like fight the fucking comet, which I think is very funny. (laughs) It is. I mean, he got the spirit, you know, the spirit of uh, what she was saying. (laughs) And she has this whole thing about his hero complex and how he can't save everyone. Um, that goes right over his head. He just latches on to, oh, gotta, gotta defeat the comet. Gotta kill the comet so I can marry Betty. Okay. Where do you punch comet? <laughs> how do you get up there? I, honestly, though, again, would have been a better episode if they just sent Archie into space to punch that fucker. I don't remember if they've mentioned it yet already and we just breezed past it, but also part of Percival's spell is that uh, the rest of the country doesn't like doesn't know the comet's about to hit America. They think it's just passing by. Um, again, just like a lot of explanation baked into this spell that like makes it seem very over weirdly overly specific and stupid. Like I I honestly I'd rather have like gaping plot holes like why doesn't anyone else in America notice this? Then have it explained in such a yeah, like nonsensical like, way. There's there's a thing you could do with world building where like you need to be able mm-hmm. to answer simple questions, but like mm-hmm. it gets to a point where like if you put too much minutia, people start wondering more yeah. and more that you can't answer and it breaks everything apart. Right. Also, they weren't dressed the last time we seen sorry, we cut back to uh Yeah the well, you know, when they were in their spirit bodies, they were in their, like, old-timey clothes, so who, they, who could say? Did they, like, okay, the thing that always bothers me, like, after, like, TV sex scenes or whatever, mm-hmm. it's like, I understand, like, maybe you put your underwear back on, but sometimes they put on, like, their tie, like, completely, something completely different on, mm-hmm. and then they're laying in bed, I'm just like, why don't you just, like, kind of, like, lay there, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, clean up, obviously, but, like, you know, you could still be naked. You guys just fucked. I, I'll say this. Slept with, you know, a fair number of women in my life. A lot of them don't like being naked. They finish sex, they want to put on, like, at least a t-shirt or something. Well, yeah, that's bra, different, though. Panties. That's that's different. Yeah. They put on underwear, though. Yeah. Different underwear. Well, no, it's because the underwear we saw them wearing was, like, magic spirit underwear. Oh, it, it was! was. A, okay. right, yeah, wait, it transformed, wait. yeah. See, no, see, that, see, that's all they needed to say. <laughs> and then I would right. be bothered. Um, um, and then we have a scene with fucking, where Betty FaceTimes Agent Drake for no fucking reason, and is like, I quit, by the way. I don't, She she's not your boss, so, like, I don't know. All of I the, don't know why you're resigning Isn't she the head? person in her area no she's like part she's part of like the x the x files team that betty brought in as a console no 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 supernatural no, stuff going like on. betty oh yeah actually you're right she's also yeah head- where, where are all the other fbi agents have they been briefed on how they're all gonna die i don't know what's going on also why did we even bring up the trash bag killer this entire season if this is how it's gonna end god right yeah hold oh on god. that sucked Fuck, it was oh just a God. guy and the she trash, shot him? That sucks. The trash bag killer stuff was actually kind of interesting. Oh my God. Yeah, that went fucking nowhere. Like, the thing that's bothering me right now about this is I know mm. they're trying to do, like, okay, you have, you know you're going to die at this time. And they're going to, yeah. like, try to do, like, a what would be your perfect day. 
But, like, they keep yeah. on focusing on stuff that's, like, very boring. Right, yeah, it's like... Like, Sherilyn... There's, there's no there's no catharsis here, right? This is not, yeah. like, the end of a character arc for anybody. It's just, like, stuff. It's new stuff they're introducing, even. Like, Reggie and Veronica right here is probably the closest they get to actually completing a character arc for this season. Everything yeah, like, else is just stuff. Like, like Reggie seems to be, like, calming down and actually turning into a responsible mm-hmm. person. For the first time in the right. season, uh, Veronica, and, and it's like it's like them reflecting on their relationship and being like, yeah. uh, you know, this is the end, but you know, I'm glad I got to know you, even if we aren't like romantically compatible. And like they end as friends here, which is like a whole arc, right? You start off with them as uh, business partners into boyfriend girlfriend, break up, now they're friends. That's an arc. Uh, what the fuck is uh, also that girl that was in one episode, uh, like, ten episodes ago, is here to buy your restaurant, Tabitha? That's fucking nothing, right? Like, like... Uh, Betty resigning from the FBI is fucking nothing. That's nothing. Like, you know you know what I wouldn't do if I knew I was gonna die in, like, ten hours? I wouldn't call mm-hmm. into work. Right? Who cares at that point? It. Like... Sher- Cheryl and Tony giving up their bodies so ghosts can fuck is nothing. Yeah, no, no. If they fuck, that's different, right? Whatever. That's something. That's something. Like, like I guess you kind of get something with Archie, like proposing, because I guess that's the only thing he's been, he has. Except like Archie and Betty's relationship has not been a plot this whole show. Like they're (sighs) dating, sure, but like it. That that's that's it. That's the end of the sentence. There's no more. There's no more content to that. There's there's no been, you know, there's like, no body to that. The, I think the closest we've gotten to like actual uh to like actual change or whatever is like the the baby scare moment. Yeah. Um but that again doesn't go anywhere. It, it doesn't build to anything. It just sort of happens and then they move on. And then because these writers are stuck in fucking 2015, uh, Tabitha and Jughead have the couldn't Jack get on the door talk. Um, exhausting, really, for everybody involved here. Like, I don't, I'm not even, like, into Titanic that way, and I'm tired of this conversation. I know my friends who like Titanic are super tired of this conversation, so I don't know who this is for. <laughs> yeah. And I guess they try to turn that into a whole, like, learning moment type thing. Be like... Well, if we just let something, if we just let this happen, then oh, yeah. blah, 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 then it means nothing. And we and should try Tabitha something. Does, Tabitha does the most insane thing anyone's ever done on the show. This is, like, fucking nuts to me. She wants to have one more epic date with Jughead, and so she uses her time powers to let them live a full life inside of Pops within, like, a minute of real time. Um... What? What are you talking? What? Oh, by the way, you can add another uh, another one to sing. Ar- Archie, not Archie. Um, Ju- well, no, Jughead doesn't eat on screen. <laughs> they oh, fade away. Yeah. Does Does Cole so, Sprouse have a thing where he can't be on screen eating? I honestly would not be surprised if in like future seasons he did negotiate as part of his contract that he doesn't have to eat like burgers um because it's like it's annoying for an actor to have to do it um and you know who who fucking cares it's riverdale 
Well, okay. Here, here's here's the here's the thing. Yeah. Um, you have, like, I think Cole Sprouse seems to be the type of actor who thinks he would be able to act while eating. Because that's the thing with sure. like actors sure, sure, who could sure. like you know there are some mainstream actors that act while eating like they're just snacky and they don't want to put down their food when they're doing their you know yeah. meal whatever um, yeah. you know like uh, Robert Downey Jr. Brad Pitt there's a couple other people mm-hmm. uh, as well that are like famous for this where they can act like pretty well yeah. while eating yeah, yeah, yeah. Cole Sprouse feels like one of those people who he thinks he can do that. Sure, and that's why he ate burgers in the first, like, two seasons. Uh, and then he realized it's a huge pain in the ass, and Probably. he was like, I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. I just, it's yeah. it's just annoying that Jughead's whole thing, like, in the comic, mm-hmm. like, the namesake, is that he will, mm-hmm. that Jughead just eats burgers. Like, that's yeah. his main personality in the comic. Yep. Uh, and, like, aware. Jughead doesn't even, he doesn't even eat, he doesn't even wear his dumb crown hat anymore. Nope. <sighs> he sure doesn't. Like at least Archie um, yeah, is so, at least Archie's a dumbass with red hair. He's exactly the same with the comic. <laughs> so they have this fucking day, and we immediately flash forward to them having two children, like around age four. Um, so like, what 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 Tabitha? Did you guys fucking raw dog on this countertop and then uh, hung out for nine months while you gave birth to these twins, and then another four years living inside pops? What is this? Eating nothing but fucking burgers? Like, I don't understand. And we flash again, and they're, you know, like, fucking, uh, tweens. They, that's literally Tabitha again, right? They just <laughs> comped her in. I think they did. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, what, you guys spent, like, fucking 70 years inside this fucking restaurant? What is this? I don't know. I don't know. Like at at that point, Tabitha, why not just trap everyone in a in a time bubble? You know, just trap the whole town and we can all live our fucking lives and die before the comet hits. I don't fucking know. And like, so what happened to those kids also? Like, they're gone now, and how are you guys young again? I don't understand oh, how I, that's time travel. Oh my god, okay, no. That brings up another thing. Why oh my god, Archie's so dumb I hate him. Okay. Yeah. He's hitting the the wall with with the with the mace. And to be fair, it is like the magic mace that is supposed to be able to hurt him because it was forged in the fires of Asgard, if you recall. Clearly, yeah. it's not working here, so he should give up. But it's Archie, so he won't. Wait, wasn't that supposed to be something that would be able to kill the immortal yep. person or invulnerable person like him? Yep. Or yep. Percy. Yep, yep, yep. So why why wouldn't it go through the uh, Barry? God. Well, the barrier's the barrier is not an invulnerable person. That's a force field. That's different. Then why didn't Percy just cast that on himself? No, he was immortal, uh, which means invulnerable. Yeah. I just don't. Anyway, also, did um, Molly Wing, did Molly wearing walls saw see what he was doing, or did it? Did he look like he was just like half swinging a, a mace in in the middle of the air? Oh no, she she saw. She okay. she knows everything now. Betty caught her off. Uh, she's, she's being very chill about her imminent death, but, uh, you know, uh, she's got to go comfort a man. It's like that uh, tweet that's like, Princess Leia just saw her whole planet get destroyed, but now she has to go comfort Luke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Also, this is confusing, because she's like, Archie, you gotta stop. 
you have a hero complex and then they talk about Fred and Archie's like, well, what do you think dad would have done here? And she's like, he wouldn't give up, Archie. You're just like him. You got to keep fighting. Seems like a bit of a conflicting message, but you know. What? I just went, so... there's so many different things you can do mm-hmm. with, with like a, a everyone's dying plot, going to die plot. And they just miss like every single thing you can do. Except for have really sex with someone. Of, of not doing anything. Like, Veronica has this fucking brain blast and realizes she's in Riverdale and she needs to start making things up. She's like, perfect, let me go gather everyone so it can explain the most bullshit thing I've ever seen in the world. Like, it would be more believable if a wizard appeared and said, I'm a wizard. Abracadabra. The spell is canceled. Yeah, that would make she, more this sense is than where she does do. the, basically the semantics thing. Be like, well, I could take the the evil DNA thing out of yeah, a serial so, killer. So her plan is that because her body is, quote, like a giant biodialysis machine that can filter out toxins, uh, that means I should be able to pull your superpowers out of you and give them to Cheryl. And, and she like, uses Charles as an example. Yeah. But like the she's, but she's like Well, she didn't cure Charles of being a serial killer. She just removed the infection from within his, within his body, which is like borderline for like having poison superpowers, but like fine, you know, I can accept that within the realm of like some comic book bullshit. But even the characters in the show are like uh, e- even if like you can somehow transfer them to Cheryl, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, our powers are like a fucking poison in us. And she's like, that's semantics. And that is the explanation for why she can do this. Also, Heather is breaking up with uh, Cheryl because she sees that Cheryl and Tony are faded lovers throughout time and space. Um, seems like a weird thing to do um, when you think you're going to die. I would maybe hold on to that one until the comet, what, comet crisis was averted. And then, you know, maybe tell her that. Yeah. Oh, and then I think Betty changes her mind here and decides that she does want to get married. I don't fuck. Who cares? You know who fucking cares? Who cares? You're, you're. You think you're gonna I, like, die? Like, have people like been in the trenches for the the shipping war at any point? Because like it hasn't been me. I couldn't give a fuck who I, Archie ends up with. Like honestly, it would be better if Archie like turned out to be gay and he loved Jughead or something. I don't know. It'll add something yeah. to it. Like, I don't know. Add something different to this. I mean, I also think, like, at this point, like, most of these actors are fucking tired of being on the show. And, like, so, like, these two, like, aren't really putting any effort into being having chemistry together. I think that's part of it as well as, like, both Archie and Veronica together and then Archie and Betty together. Like, there's no more chemistry left. They're just saying their lines. And it's, like, fucking excruciating. (laughs) Yeah, I think I think that's probably part of what we're picking up on, as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she says she's gonna also giving Cheryl all these extra powers will somehow bolster her Phoenix Force. Um, so that's How? part that's things that don't make sense. Part one. Um, things that don't make sense. Part two, because she's a human dialysis machine that pulled sepsis from Charles's uh, body, uh, and can make again absinthe. She won't let that go. Um, that means she can do this. And three, she's obviously fated to do this because I she's here. I, 
I mean, one of you guys is an actual angel, and she hasn't said anything about this being fate, so, like, that seems suspect to me. Um, like, they are... She is explaining this like she is Cisco on The Flash, and that this is, like, science. It's fucking... Like, at least, okay, at least when it's on the Flash or whatever, it's precedent that there's, like, a magic force that, like... That's what, but, like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Like, because the Flash is supposed to be, quote-unquote, scientific, they spend a lot of time establishing, you know, like, quantum particles or whatever the fuck, right? So that Cisco then to come in and say, well, yeah, we can use the, you know... Da 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 to to you know modify the da 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 and that will allow Barry to run even faster or whatever. Here it's just like <laughs> she's saying things that don't even make se- that don't make sense in any context, and then they refuse to like explain it. Yeah, like like how gotta... does giving how does giving Cheryl mind reading powers make her Phoenix powers stronger? Well, how? she could do portals. Wait, she had port. There's portal powers. Well, no, Jughead did mention he can't portal anywhere. That's part of uh, Percival's most bullshit spell. Okay, okay, but he can't portal anywhere. But, like, what if he, what if, like, what if he just, like, made a portal that, like, I don't know. (sighs) Actually, you know what? Speaking of this bullshit Percival spell, you mentioned, like, why didn't Percival cast this on himself? That's a great question because, like, Percival's whole goal at the end of the day was, like, I want to rule Riverdale because they tried to have me killed 400 years ago. And I'm going to turn it into my own personal playground. I feel like step one of that is to erect uh, an impossible to remove super shield that traps everyone inside and blocks you from the outside world. I think that's step one in that sort of domination plan. Why didn't you do that the second you got into town? You know what I'm saying? Well, maybe he needed, maybe he needed Bailey's Comet. But like, why didn't he just do this the second day Bailey's Comet was like over? Yeah, or I something? don't because like then, he didn't need the comic to be like that close to get right. bolstered from it it wasn't even passing a day ago um and so then she says and maybe maybe the multifers gave us each our specific powers uh so that they could come together combine and save us again doesn't make any sense you know what cheryl does at the end of this with all their powers she shoots fire into the sky it's not like she fucking portals up near the comet and then, you know, reads its aura to find its weak point and then uh, flies into it with her invulnerability and then blasts it from point blank range with her firepower. No, she just goes outside of Pops and shoots fire into the sky and the rest of the powers we've given her don't matter. The only thing that would matter is probably Archie's invulnerability, like to maybe like make sure her body doesn't fall apart or something yeah. like that. Um from using all like of this the, power. Cate- categorically, their powers do not combine. Categorically, that's not what happens here. Like, this, fuck this. Like, why did it be like, hey, why don't we just, just take just take Archie's power and fly up there and punch yeah. it? And and then like Archie's like, okay, well, how will you do this? She says she needs access to where her, their powers are most potent and present. As if again, they understand where they got their powers. She says, your blood. I need your blood. What? How do you know their powers are stored in their blood? You don't know how they got these powers. You don't know anything about these powers. But you're talking as if this has been established somewhere. Like, fuck you, dude. And then she references It. Uh, you know, that famous documentary about how to absorb powers. No, well, like, don't you... Well, okay, so here's what they need to do. To get more powers. They need to wait mm-hmm. for a solar eclipse. Okay? Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. they need to wait for a solar eclipse. One of them will have the ability to take people's powers... If they mm-hmm. cut open the brain 
and like touch a part of their brain or something. Cut, cut open their head. Okay. Uh, uh, and then, sorry, see, seam, seamlessly, Veronica's transition from I'm taking your powers to our combined life force because I think what? No. even she knows this is nonsense. No. Just say that the only person that, like, Cheryl could have done this by herself. Just say that. You just want to be evolved, and, <laughs> Veronica. Yeah. And then. And then she's going to transfer all the powers via a kiss. Uh, because why not? At this point, she turned directly to the camera and said, hey, fuck you, Daniel. Um, great episode. She does. It does look like she looks exactly into the, to the camera. I was I'm just like, so, I'm so annoyed. OK, so basically, oh, God, like for, she goes to for, take in all the powers for, and then she makes out with Cheryl for a little bit. Because, yeah, again, no, there's there is a bit of choice dialogue you're missing right now, Art, which is after Veronica oh, oh, says yeah. it's going to be done by a kiss. Cheryl says, A, that's queer baiting. No, it's not. B, won't your poison kiss kill me? It's not Um, queer baiting. Well, here you go, because Veronica (laughs) responds, A, it's not queer baiting, uh, it's saving the world, and B, I'm pretty sure your phoenix powers trump my poison, which, again, based on what? What? Based on fucking what? What if you killed Cheryl? What if you killed Cheryl with this? That would have been a better ending to this season if she kissed Cheryl and then Cheryl dropped dropped dead. That would have been really fucking funny. Like, I just, like, I think Veronica just wanted to be involved. Yeah. Also, at some point, they did establish that uh, Percival, like, had had cashed out all his weapons and, like, got, moved them so that they didn't, the rest of these guys didn't have access to them. And now Veronica just happens to have one of his daggers again for no fucking reason. Well, well, I think Reggie had it. Reggie had. No, they took it from Reggie after he tried to, uh hold a uh, fucking Sheriff Keller hostage, and Frank was like, uh, I was in the U.S. military. I have no problem shooting a civilian. Okay. Uh, and then they took the dagger from him, yeah. But didn't he use it to stab, to centrally stab uh, Archie? Oh, you're right. He did. Yeah. Okay. He needed, he I'll give need... them that. Okay. I will give them that. You're right. But the, but the, uh, the mace... I don't understand because they did not have that in their possession. None of them until this episode. Uh, well, no, because Percival uh, fought Archie within the parking lot before he cast the oh, spell. Oh like, yeah, yeah, he did. Okay, yeah. okay. Never mind. We're see, we're being too hard. We have to take back all the negative things you said this you, episode. You know what? Even better than this bullshit like power transfer sequence. Uh, if Veronica was like, we all need to get on on our hands and knees and pray to the Christian God to empower Cheryl. <laughs> And our, the energies from our prayer will bolster her powers to defeat the comet. That would have made a lot more sense, actually, than whatever the fuck this is. See, I was going to be like, we, got, we all got to blow each other. That's the only way. Yeah, speaking of it, you know when they have a fucking orgy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a thing that was definitely written by a grown man. Also, sorry. Sorry. Also... So they fucking join hands in a circle with their palms cut open to mingle blood. That doesn't... What What are you talking about? If specifically it's Veronica's pow, uh, powers of like dialysis or whatever the fuck that's going to allow her to leech the powers from them, they all need to make direct contact with her blood. Archie can't hold fucking Betty's hand and that somehow daisy chains into Veronica. That's fucking bullshit. Wait, fuck wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. What if... Never mind. I'm trying to come up with a bullshit thing. I can't. They should all like just is, like this is all nonsense. Like it. Like, like I not think even... I think 
they knew that there were going to be teens in the next season, and they needed to add enough, like, sexiness with these before it'd be, be like... No, it can't be that. Not what? even that, because that was a pretty chaste kiss, and also, like, only one person fucks. Yeah. And again, it's not like somehow their superpowers converted into, like, energy uh, that has now supercharged Cheryl. She literally has her, their powers. She can see auras, she's invulnerable... This and that. Uh, they say the word no invulnerable. They say the word invulnerable here. Yeah, I so mean, like they know the word invulnerable uh, exists. Veronica literally shoots her, and she's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She can like literally read minds. Like it, uh, it fucking doesn't make any sense. You don't, why do you need mind reading? Okay, if you can't use the portal powers, why take portal power? The time powers might be useful, maybe. Like maybe she could go back a little bit, you know, just keep on seeing, you know, to. Uh, again, there there is like, I I don't buy that like they can just transfer their powers to her like this. But let's say that they do, right? There's a way to then utilize all these powers to defeat the the comet. That's not what happens. She just shoots fire. Again, yeah, she could have like froze the comet in time, warped up there with the portals, uh, landed on top of it with invulnerability. Uh, again, I don't know, the aura, we can say, you know, allows her to find the, like, fault line in it that will allow it to shatter or whatever the fuck, you know, we're playing Calvin Ball here. Um, and, like, and they could have done something like that. Instead, but, no, she just... Okay, I, like, I can think of, like, five different ways that she could do this, that she could do this, basically. Also, hey, uh, you know what never fucking came back? Uh, how Tony became La La Rona in Rivervale. She never got powers. She's just here. Yeah, she never got... Why did that's she not shame. get powers? Why didn't Fang get powers? Right? Okay. Because right, fuck you, that's why. Oh, God. But, like, she could have made a portal to maybe, like, it would go into, like, a quarry or something in Riverdale instead. Or she could have used her vulnerability to punch it because he also has super strength. Right. Uh, yeah. She could have used her fire powers like this. Maybe she could have, like, there's so many different ways. Like a ways. flaming punch, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, make it, like, the end of a... <laughs> Uh, Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer when Johnny has all the powers. Uh, a movie that we have all seen in love. <laughs> I, as a person who liked the Fantastic Four as a child, I did like it a lot. Even though I, di I still have a... I still don't like that they did the whole Cloud Galactus thing, but I think they did a decent job. At Congratulations on being the only person in America to see that movie. <laughs> I remember oh, it a also, lot. they... One more musical number for the road. Uh, everyone yeah. takes nonsensical time singing um, randomly while Cheryl blasts this fucking comet. I'm so like, why? Why? Why did they like this whole episode could have been them just like taking a nap while Cheryl's doing something? Like, fucking just have just fucking have the Legends of Tomorrow show up and like take care of this. Like that would have made more sense. Like literally anything but what they've done here. <laughs> what if what if uh, Katie Keen or <laughs> <laughs> Katie Keen, Josie and uh, and uh, Sweet Pea they show up and they play music to lure the at the comet away? Yeah, uh, no, it's it's got it's it's everyone that uh, had a spinoff that got canceled. Yeah, it's Katie Keen, Josie and uh, Sabrina all show up and they combine their powers and they're the ones who save the day. <laughs> Because, like, it makes no Like, this whole episode could be boiled down to Cheryl does one thing. 
It it makes <sighs> fucking sense, dude. It's just like so Kevin doesn't get any superpowers again. Sucks to suck. Well, maybe his powers is he can't get STDs because he does like cruising <laughs> with random men. Sure. <laughs> in, in the I woods. <sighs> But yeah, here's here's the thing that spoiled it like a like a year and a half ago. It feels like, and that made me want to watch it. She yeah, out of context, seeing Cheryl sadly sing while dressed up like a uh, dark phoenix and then flying to the air to blast fire out of her palms would seem so, very cool. It's and baffling. God, like the thing is, I think a lot of people, um, whatever I was getting this spoiled and whatnot. Mm-hmm. They maybe like started watching Riverdale again, and they weren't inocu- an- inocu- They weren't used inoculated. to inoculated. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, they I weren't used saying, to like yeah. what Riverdale was yeah. like when it was quote unquote good. They, they hadn't previously sat through five seasons back to back where like they do sing every three episodes. And yeah, so, like they were like, oh, how crazy. <laughs> yeah, this is crazy, but like this is like really weak compared to like a yeah. season two or three. Like, man, it would have been better if Hiram was a fucking warlock. God damn it. At least he would have been interesting. Bring back Hiram, yeah. Hiram should have shown up and saved the day. That's what should have happened. You know, if I if I had one, if I had a one wish for Machini, it would be <laughs> to make <laughs> season See, six. what should have happened is, is Cheryl starts blasting the uh, comet and uh, she's like, oh, I'm not strong enough. Oh, it's too strong. I can't do it. And and then from off screen, what's that? It's a voice. Don't worry. Hiram comes out. His skin turns into palladium, and he flies into the air with magic and blasts the comet apart. <laughs> yes. Uh, then he look, turns and looks at the screen and says, "I I told you I'd always be there for you, Miha." Veronica's <laughs> like, "Whoa!" <laughs> and then it turns into like Astro City next uh, season. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. But yeah, the the sky lights up and she says a spell and she's just blasting all she's blasting fire. That's all she's doing. She's yeah. not using anything she's else. She's also chanting a spell, I think, technically, but yeah, it's just literally just blasting fire. Yeah, but then uh, but so. then it cuts and then they wake up in a different universe. We right. see Archie put on a Leatherman ja- a Letterman jacket. And it looks uh, like a kid's room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we're leading into the next season, which, and so Jughead is narrating about how uh, they survived, but in order to do that, they somehow need to like jump back in time. So now it's like the fifties. Oh, crazy! And uh, I don't know if he played uh, Far Cry Five, uh, which no, I didn't. Hang on, one, one more, one more thing. During Jughead's little monologue here, he says specifically that. Uh, I suspect that the milkshake-like combination of all our gifts did this. Um, and I feel like that is the most justification we're gonna get for this bullshit. It's kind of like a milkshake, and milkshakes are pops the 50s, and that's, that's why this happened. Well, so, Far Cry 5 was the one where you, uh, where you fight an apocalypse cult, basically. Okay. Um, and one of the things is that you get, uh, Maturian candidated... To, like, want mm. to kill when the only you song comes on. So, I was just being reminded of, like, the end of the game. Uh, th- with it, just like, oh no, Archie's gonna kill everyone. But whatever, <laughs> it's Far Cry 5. Uh, it's one of the better Far Cries. Because you're fighting, you're, you're actually mm. just fighting apocalypse cult people. 
So not, uh, part of Jughead's monologue here is he says they have to go. Maybe he's speculating like maybe we had to go back to a more innocent time during Riverdale. Um, and then Archie comes down, sees his mom crying, um, and asks why. And the reason why is because James Dean just died. Yeah, I think it would have been a lot better if if, if it had been Jason Blossom again. Yeah. I think that would have been fun. Jason um, Blossom. Oh my god! You know what would be interesting? Right. Fifty. Yeah. Well, like if they just did the the first season again, but in the fifties. Right, but it's the fifties now. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like a variant on the first season. I think that would have been a fun send off, and it would have been a fun way to. They could have even up. had that bad feminism episode, but in the fifties. God, that would have <laughs> been good. <laughs> God, why? Just put us in the writing group to go back. We yeah. go back in time with Tabitha's powers. <laughs> then we can go in the writing room and tell them what would be more interesting. Um, also, incredible for Jughead to speculate that maybe they need to go back to a more peaceful time, and it's 1955. Uh, didn't we see? Didn't we see Riverdale in 1955 when Tabitha traveled back to when it became a sundown town? What the fuck are wait, you talking wait, about, wait, Jughead? Wait, it's more simple for anyone who isn't white. That's <laughs> which isn't isn't uh there are two people in your uh there's at least two people that yeah, you, but, know. you know. Well actually Jughead fucking sucks, so three people. Because it wasn't great for women either. So yeah. I mean, hey, we all saw when Jughead found out the serpents are indigenous and how that went. Jughead just fucking sucks, so not yeah. shocking to me. I, I what if they get their powers back and it's the 50s? God, I... This, anyway, this episode that, sucked. That was, that was Riverdale Season 6 in its entirety. It's Thank you for watching along with us, I guess. The one... And why I'm sorry. Did, why did we do this? Like, I know, I know it's because like we pathologically have to finish this, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, why? Why do we have to? Um... As far as our uh, uh, in-between season movie break, uh, let me announce that now. See, I've done it at the end, so you have to listen to this terrible episode with us before you find out. Uh, I have chosen Do Revenge, the Netflix original movie starring um, the actress who plays Veronica. Oh, okay. Which I've actually heard is pretty good, um, so we'll see. Okay, yeah, we'll see. It's not just a movie that we think is good uh, this time. Uh, It's... Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, uh, as of right now, it mm-hmm. is the uh, middle of June, which means there's only one thing we can talk about. It's sure Spider-verse. is. Yeah. Yeah. Recommendation. Yep. It's yep. Watch it. Cross the Spider Verse. It's good. Yep. Both of us are gonna say across uh, the Spider Verse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to talk about it. So I guess spoilers. I don't know. Uh, all right, yep. Yeah, so uh, our non-spoiler review—it's fucking good. Go see it. All right, now we're in spoiler territory. Turn this off if you haven't seen it yet. We won't say anything else funny or interesting for the rest of this recording. We're just gonna be talking about into the spider or, or across the spider verse. Thank you for listening. See you next time. If this is where uh, turning it off, uh, otherwise we will say goodbye at the end of this. All right, now let's get into this fucker. Okay, first stop. The only thing I think is, uh, I think they could have uh, did the ending of the part one a little bit smoother than they did, but that's the mm, only complaint I yeah, have. Yeah, it's a cliffhanger. Like, they could have yeah. done it smoother, um, I think, with a couple more scenes. I'm not sure what, but, like, it did feel a little abrupt, because um, I was really enjoying everything. I'm just like, wow, this feels like they're yeah. going to do something, and then it kind of cuts off abruptly. But that's yeah. really the only complaint I have. Um, I, 
I wish because I think the last one's called like what it, it's called something Spider Verse, right? Universe. It's like Be, sorry, beyond, beyond the beyond Spider Verse. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it should have just been uh, across the Spider Verse Part Two because that would have like very clearly signaled to people that uh, this one's gonna not finish the story. Because, uh, like, I knew they were going to do three movies. I wasn't aware that this was going to end on an abrupt cliffhanger like it did. And, yeah, you're right. That was a little surprising to me. Um, I mean, we are going to have to wait less. Like, oh, man, moment. It's, it's, we have to wait less than a year. It's March, I think. Well, is when that's the... what they say. Uh, Hailey yeah. Steinfeld said she hasn't recorded any lines yet. So uh, I'm expecting a delay. Yeah, it might be a little bit. I don't know. Maybe they've done a lot of the animation work and stuff. It's uh, possible. Because, like... I'm I'm assuming yeah you're right I I think it's probably uh, something similar to like Lord of the Rings where they filmed all three movies simultaneously I'm assuming they've done a lot of uh, the animation already for at least like the big stroke stuff for the well, other movie the, where they were working on this the one, fun thing so about directly linked the fun thing about a Spider Man costume or mm-hmm. is uh, you don't have to do a lot of lip lip seeking if they have the mask on true so yeah. Maybe yeah, maybe they've done like the big action scenes and stuff where they. Yeah, don't I mean, have to do but and you can thing. also you can just also leave the face for later, right? You can do all the yeah. body movement and and yeah. get that at least blocked in um, before doing the detail work. Yeah, I will say it does feel abrupt. I did know they're going to be doing two parts um, mm-hmm. and everything, but it did feel a little abrupt. That's my main thing. Uh, the thing that I really like about it is I like how they are basically calling out everyone who complains about Spider-Man being anything different than a miserable person um, in the comics. Because um, the thing that I've been yelling for years now Mm -hmm. is let Peter be happy, basically. Mm -hmm. Because especially with this newest arc, which I read the first few issues and then stopped because... Oh, yeah, yeah, everyone hates this new one. Ev- everyone hates this new one. I mean, I, I don't want to hate on Zeb Wells too much because I feel like part of it is just... Be- I feel like I've read good Zeb Wells stuff. Hellions could put a lot of um, good faith. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of... Not good faith. Good... What's the word I'm trying to say? Goodwill? Goodwill, yes. I have a lot of goodwill because of Hellions. Hellions is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think part of this is just they... they Well, they do the thing where they had to hand it to a new, uh, to a new author, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, where no... And, like, they kind of actually ended the last arc where, like, Peter could be kind of happy. So they need mm-hmm. to make him sad again. Um, basically, right. but the whole thing about like the canon events, how there's always going yeah. to be this bad death in there that mm-hmm. like, um, and the fact that so many of them are older Spider-Man, that's been like, like they just kind of accepted it. And Miles yeah. is just I, like, I definitely, I definitely noticed that like while I was watching this, that like it was a very cynical take on Spider-Man. It felt very cynical the whole time. Um, yeah. and, but yeah, I, I think it is to a purpose, and I think that purpose is so that Miles can reject that cynicism and say that uh, what makes Spider-Man Spider-Man isn't the tragedies he endures, but, like, his willingness to step up and, and protect people. Um, I also, like, there's a lot of different lenses you can read this through as well, because his, um, mm-hmm. um, one, one, uh, one of them is, like, how, uh, you can kind of read, uh, Miguel, like, uh, 
almost automatically rejecting um, Miles mm-hmm. um, as def- almost colorism, definitely... as colorism and stuff oh. like that. Yeah. No. I wasn't going to go color. I was going to say that he is a stand-in for uh, Miles' like, Haters. reception uh, when he yeah. de- debuted. Because like, well, he says Miles is the original aberration. He doesn't belong. He uh, He's messing it all up. He shouldn't have been Spider-Man. And like that does feel very kind of pointed to how the discourse around Miles uh, used to be. It was very much like... He's not Peter Parker. He shouldn't be Spider-Man, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that's reflected in, in Miguel, yeah. Well, there's also there's also another uh there's also another lens you can see it kind of like how um Afro Afro Latinos and Latinas or Latin, mm-hmm. I guess I should say, um, are often rejected oh, within sure. their yeah, communities yeah, yeah. because um he sees that Miguel is, you know, Latino. And he goes, you know, he mm-hmm. tries to speak to him in Spanish and everything. And he basically shuts yeah. him down immediately. Like, even yeah. though he is part of that community and everything, he does get shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like uh, there's like, this unnatural hatred <laughs> towards Miles, this sweet kid <laughs> by Miguel mm-hmm. uh, the whole time. Uh, but also, uh, why did I have to make Miguel so hot? Uh, also... I- Oh, I, he's a damaged dad. Of course, he. Oh liked my that. god! Oh my god! Yeah, that's why. Um, but like, also, yeah. um, I like the way. For okay, I want. I just want to talk about Hobie Brown mostly because sure. obviously he's the best character yeah. in this. I don't know. He's the best. First off, he actually uh, like the way that he immediately like takes Miles under his wing is mm-hmm. adorable. Also, people are pointing out that, like, every scene where he interacts with, like, uh, Miles, like, physically, his, uh, he turns pink every single time. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's cute. But the whole thing, uh, which I, uh, I'm on TikTok, and people are, like, kind of pointing stuff out and whatnot. But, like, when Miles get captured, because, like, the whole thing, mm-hmm. like, he, you know, that energy shield in the beginning where he needs to, where he's trying to suck out the energy, it says, use your palms, basically. And yeah. I don't know if you noticed, but... Whenever Miles is captured in that like go home bubble thing, yeah, he he, he uses his palm. Yeah, no, no, no. well, he no, but like Hobie, like he looks at Hobie and then Hobie like puts up his hands basically, yeah, to show him. Yeah, no, it's just I like oh that. my god, it was so cute. I love their interactions. Also, uh, I love how Hobie interacts with uh, May- Mayday as well. Uh, mm-hmm. There's that cute little lie, but like oh you literally, <laughs> oh you took a little crap on uh, authoritarianism. Yeah. Sorry, uh, Peter B. Parker. I think should have been featured a little bit more. Mm. That's probably gonna be part two, though. Yeah, um, I I kind of see what they were doing here because like, uh, you look at the lineup of the first movie and it's like Spider Noir is an adult, Peter B. Parker is an adult. It's a lot about like kind of I think the mentor and and the protege, and then this one is about. Miles has stepped into his own as Spider-Man, so it's a lot more about him and his peers, right? Gwen and Miles have way more interaction here. Hobie is about the same age. Um, uh, Spider-Bite is about the same age. It's, it's now more about his Spider-Peers than his, the, the, his Spider, the previous generation, I guess. And also, also, um, I'm, <sighs> Hobie Brown, um, in 616 mm-hmm. universe anyway, the mm-hmm. main line, is Prowler. Um, oh yeah, 
Uh, he's Prowler. Huh. Um, so I'm wondering. I'm wondering. I wonder. Like I'm wondering if um, why Miguel wasn't so hard on Spider Punk. It's he's well, cool. Miguel doesn't like. He's Miguel cool doesn't like Miles because Miles, quote unquote, wasn't supposed to be Spider Man. Right. That's like yeah. that's his whole thing. Is that like Miles is also not a canon event, and so Miles can't be trusted. Um, Hobie, despite not really being a team player uh, or whatever, like is a Spider Man, so Miguel uh, accepts that. Oh, by the way, uh, read the twenty twenty two. No, twenty. No, it's twenty twenty three. Read the Spider Punk comic. It's really good. Hmm. Like it's really really good. Um, also, but, uh, Hobie was animated on threes, which is insane. That's fucking nuts. Yeah, Hobie, uh, like, Spider-Punk's, like, whole thing. Because, well, like, yeah. if you watch the first one, like, everyone everyone is animated to their universe, basically. Right, yeah. Um, and, uh, like, with Gwen, with, uh, with, with Gwen, it's more like a mood ring type thing. Where, like... Mm-hmm. Like everything kind of reacts to her mood. Gwen, Gwen's oh my god, scenes are so good. They're so, so pretty. gorgeous. Oh like, my god, the animation is somehow better than the first one, and the first one yeah. broke ground with animation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Spider Punk's is like extremely chaotic. Basically, it changes mm-hmm. like he's, it. Well, he he's like in the he's in the vein of a like punk zine right or yeah he, like he's like a z it's like, all like cut-ups yeah and like newsprint and stuff like he, he like also also i just my, oh my god i love his design his design is was mm-hmm. it's good in the comics i like the movie design mm-hmm. more though um i yeah. love the other way they do the eyes the eyes on his uh, like they're um they don't match and there's dripping yeah of the paint on one side and he changes yeah. colors like so many times, uh, as well. Like also reacting to people. I don't know. It's so good, but like Hobie, oh, I, uh, I like that. Hobie Brown is like really a standout mm-hmm. character. And I'm glad that people like it, like a relatively small character when it comes to like issues, uh, numbers of issues. Sure. Yeah. Um. He got a five five issues. Uh, got like five issues of his own on uh, of his own comic. I think he's been only in like a he had like a six page introduction. I think he had like one full comic in Spider Geddon. Speaking like, of Spider Geddon's, um, very disappointed that the show did not use my favorite Spider Man, Spiders Man. Yeah. Uh, why did they do Spiders Man? Um, I like that they did Spider Bite as well. Um, they also. Yeah. They also did a Sun Spider, which is also very new. Like they just got their own mm. like story, I think. Like, but someone very old. Shout out! Uh, they had Ben Riley in here. Ben Ben Riley. Um, Fucking Ben Riley. I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people just like, oh, they did Ben Riley wrong. But also, I mean. No, I mean, like, I got it. Like, it's like a fucking joke, right? That was the whole thing. It was like, we're gonna put Ben Riley in, and he's gonna be fucking angsty because the Spider Clone saga was nonsense. Yeah. Um, I just, I I really, I really like, uh, I just really like everything with it. Um, some Mm. people are saying that the, because the the Spider Man popsicle shows up, 
Yeah. And so people are saying mm. that should be our universes. Spider-Man. Spider-Man mm. Popsicle. Uh, but uh, also they had, uh, like, not that long of a scene, but, like, uh, they have a scene that was animated by, like, a 14-year-old kid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Lego, Lego. I, I know about that. You know how much of a fucking boost to that kid's career before he could even have a career? <laughs> they have, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Man, like, he did a really good job. Like, it's all stop-motion animation, like, old-school, like, uh, Lego no, animation. It's, uh, it's Blender. No, he did it in Blender. Yeah. Well, like, oh, no, he did it in Blender. But, like, it, it, but it looks like that old stop-motion stuff. Right, yeah. Um, it's yeah. really good. And, like, th- to have that as, like, your first major credit. Because, like, there's no yeah. way this isn't going to win, like, Best Animated. Right, yeah, For yeah. For Oscar. Um. Yeah, for for anyone who might not know, um, a fourteen year old recreated the first Across the Spider Verse trailer uh, with Lego figs, and then Lord and Miller, who are producing this, and obviously also did the Lego Movie, uh, really fucking loved that, and so they reached out to him to do a scene when they, when they decided they wanted to have a scene with the Lego universe, they reached out to that kid to help them animate it, which is a very cool thing to do. Yeah, but like. Uh, it's just there's so much of this movie like it's hard to say like it's hard to like voice everything because every time i think Mm -hmm. of something there's another good part uh i i really like that they took spot a fucking like f-list spider-man villain and like turned him into this cosmic horror the thing (laughs) is is like spot should be a cosmic horror like in the Mm -hmm. first place like it's really weird that um that they keep on making him a joke character in the comics. I, mean, I get it. He's like fucking goofy looking and his name is Spot. But like he um, has an infinite yeah. portals. But whatever. Right. Um, sure. Like they made him into like this assassin that just kind of shows up and like kills people really efficiently for a little bit. But then they mm. stopped doing that. I'm wondering if they're going to bring him back in the comics as like a bigger character because like honestly I like that interpretation. Probably. Um, yeah. Because like the whole thing happens like the whole thing pretty much spot was created because the miles threw a bagel at someone basically um but that was the same person who brought the spider from the universe 42 earth 42 42 yeah um yeah that that they finally explained why that spider was glitching uh that bit miles yeah and um oh speaking of i can't wait for because uh, earth 42 miles turns into prowler yeah. oh yeah did you catch that um that means that uh current miles should have ended up as the prowler oh my god they've, they've reversed roles yeah they were rever- that spider should have bit miles in 42 and miles should have become spider-man um and then in this universe in the universe miles is from he wouldn't have been bit and it would have continued to hang out with his uncle aaron and would have eventually become like his protege yeah, but I'm just like, um, oh my God. they did such a good job, like foreshadowing a lot of stuff as well from the first mm-hmm. one, like the glitching spider, uh, one of yeah. those, the bagel throw. You can actually see basically how oh, spot is, was made. Can, can you? Yeah. Well, is th- was that character actually the character model for spot that got hit or is it just a guy? That it was a character con? model from for spot. It, like it matches okay. the drawings uh, that shows okay, up, whenever. Cool. but like, well, like the whole this... thing basically starts because like Spot wanted to be recognized as a bigger villain, and everyone kept on making yeah. fun of him. So 
Yeah, I, I am going to assume if you've gotten this far into our yeah. talk that you've seen across the Spider-Verse and we shouldn't need to explain the plot point to you. Yeah, um, um, but like I love I love that idea. I love that idea so much just because like yeah. it, that also feels like meta commentary because like of course they would take like a D-list villain and make them a big deal. Like sure. Why why would you why would you just why would you just do like Pop Goblin or something again? Right. I don't know, that also feels like a very, like, uh, Lord and Miller sort of thing to do. They seem like the kind of, like, offbeat type of guys who would be, like, we're not going to use any of Spider-Man's pre- uh, prestige rogues. We're going to find some, like, pseudo-obscure uh, dude from the 60s that's kind of goofy-looking. We're going to make him serious, because that would be funny. Yeah. And I agree, it was funny. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Um, like, but, like, it, 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 he does turn, because, like, he does turn into this... Uh, like cosmic horror, basically. Yeah, because he looks very scary by the end of it. It's very good. Yeah, it's very good. I mean, the last thing that happened in the comics for him was mm-hmm. uh, Carnage uh, uh, ate his body so he can get his uh, okay. powers. But the last thing that he says is like, "I still have, I still have the spots," basically. Huh. Uh, so he's probably going to come back in the comics at some point as a big bad. Which I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind having uh, like an arc with, uh, with like a cosmic horror type feel for mm-hmm. uh, Spider-Man. But yeah, I don't know. I, this is real. This is real. Just uh, scatter shot. I just wanted to just talk a little bit. Yeah. About it. Yeah. Huh. It's it's been it's been kind of hard for me to like. I mean, other than the fact that like. It it was a fun and awesome to look at movie. It's it's a little hard for me to judge this. Um, from a narrative perspective, because the story's not over, you know, I don't actually know what the theme, um, of, of this story will be, and I don't know how it will wrap, so it's hard for me to, like, really dig in to, to any of those elements, because, like, I just don't know. I don't know how it's gonna go. Yeah, it's just, without, yeah, without having, um, yeah, without having the last part, it's gonna be a little hard to, uh, Mm -hmm. to say for sure. Like, I don't think, like, I mean, it would suck if it just ended with just, like, a big old fart, a big old wet fart. Uh, right. You know, with, but... I, I was kind of toying with the idea of maybe Miles' universe being destroyed, because, um, obviously that's what happens to the Ultimates universe. Yeah. Uh, and he gets to get out and hang out in the 616, but that probably isn't where they're gonna go. No. No. But like I'm also uh, looking forward to seeing what they do with uh, with uh, Miguel as well, because like mm-hmm. while Miguel is an antagonistic force and everything, yeah, he's um, not the actual villain. Of he's the, not the actual the villain, now. first off. But like yeah. he he is doing something though that he thinks that needs to happen. Right. He's doing yeah. the utilitarian route basically, yeah. like which uh, also. I, I was thinking about this earlier. That it, it is, I understand why all the Spider People got on board, but also it does feel a little odd because Spider Man can have it all is is also just as much part of the Spider Man story as Spider Man suffers strategy, right? Like the iconic scene from the first Sam Raimi Spider Man. Um, to give an example, is fucking the bus and Mary Jane, and he has to choose, and he says, I don't have to choose because I'm fucking Spider-Man, and he saves them both. Like, well, that's just part of being <laughs> Spider-Man as well. Yes, but also... 
but uh, but also like <clears throat> because this does feel like a commentary on how Spider-Man like tends to follow these beats over and over again. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, everything. Sure. Um, I think I don't think they're taking the exceptions to the rule. You know, out uh, mm. really uh, showing those off because like. Like, because Miles says in the beginning, like, hey, you can't have your cake and eat it, too. Like, well, why don't you have two cakes instead? Um, which is right. a very optimistic way of looking at it, because, like, even when he had two cakes, like, he still messed up both of them, <laughs> you know? Right. Like, in the movie Oh, and I didn't everything. even catch that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, <clears throat> but I think, because he's a teenager, like, he's, like, what, 15? Yeah. In this? Yeah. But no, he's the same. Yeah, he's 15. They say in the movie. Yeah, he's 15. He's 15. Yeah. He still has that, like, teen optimism and everything. Yeah. So does Gwen. Um, a lot of the other Spider-Mans and stuff that they're talking to have been Spider-Man mm -hmm. for a long time. They've already right. went yeah. through all this tragedy over and over yeah. again. He's, like, mm -hmm. probably one of the only Spider-Men uh, that has both of their parents still alive. Right, yeah. Like... Like he not only does he have his like but, sure yeah, his uncle but, died and, but, but again that's why I that's why I think that ultimately because like that that is probably the biggest question I have is like what is the thesis statement of these two movies because the first movie was uh, an evolution of with great power comes great responsibility right we evolve that to anyone can wear the mask and that feels uh, very natural to at least to me to the Spider Man um, ethos is like is just taking it a step further. Um, and so, like, I was thinking during this whole movie is like, you know, where do you go from there? How do you build on that? And I do think it is going to be um, that optimism that Miles has uh, that, yeah, Spider-Man's not defined by these quote unquote canon events that he's not what makes Spider-Man isn't that, you know, fucking a police captain close to him fucking died and he couldn't save him. Um, it's something else. It's something better than that. Yeah, uh, that's my thought. That's that's. I think that's what the thesis statement is. It's that. Um, mm -hmm. It's the. It's the outlook that you can save everyone if you if you yeah. try, and, mm. well, not you can. Like you should. You should. You should act as if you can save everyone, because that's what right, Spider Man yeah. does. He tries to save yeah. everyone, um, no matter yeah. what. Even his villains. Yeah. He tries to save them. Um, which is one of the things that, like, why I think he's, why well, Spider-Man and women, whatever, the whole spider, you know, right. thing. Yeah. It's, is, uh, so resonates with people so much because like, even mm. though he's going through shit constantly, yeah. he does try to help everyone he possibly can, even when it makes his own life worse. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, they they say it in the in the very in like the opening lines of the very first movie is Spider Man always gets back up, and that's like that's what cemented Spider Man, right? Is that iconic uh, page from that issue where he's buried under all that rubble in the sewer, and he says, "I can't do it. It's too heavy. I can't do it." And then he does it. He has to get his ass up, and he does. And like that's what yeah. Spider Man is. Yeah, that's what Spider Man. That's what Spider Man is, and I think what. Um, this movie is saying is that um, even like it's it's through the pessimism I guess that Miguel has like I don't know how much they're pulling uh, I don't know if they're gonna like go into more of his backstory in the next one they probably mm -hmm. will 
but like I think they have to, yeah. Because uh, Earth eight, uh, Earth nine eight two. Sorry, I'm mm-hmm. now getting into the my comic nerd stuff. Whatever. Um, it is after, basically after this whole um, mutant versus humans war. Basically, there was a big effort to make sure that no one has powers anymore. So basically, the heroic age ends, um, and then we have the whole you know pseudo orientalist uh, you know cyberpunk future. Um, where mm-hmm. everyone's constantly watched. There's a pessimism, basically, with, with this world, mm-hmm. like, automatically. Uh, Miguel is the Spider-Man that doesn't make jokes. He is brutal. Mm-hmm. He is, mm-hmm. he is, like, everyone tells him to stop being so serious. Um, he's the one that, like, goes to the extreme, uh, before, mm-hmm. you know, he, he does, like, he, he's a Spider-Man that would let someone die, if they need to. And it's, it's kind of mm-hmm. respect. It's kind of like a reflection of like the really pessimistic corporatized world that he, that he comes from. Um, he's also a drug addict, which uh, they definitely reference. Yeah. Uh, they definitely reference. Um, uh, so I'm assuming that thing he injected himself with either has to like rupt- do with containing rapture. His it's rapture. I think it's what mm. it's called. Um, but he's a drug addict it- as well. Sure. Um, and I think what they're doing, because I think they have to go bit more into his backstory, because they didn't really. Yeah, because they they have to they have to create a space for him to be able to come back around as an ally and a friend to Miles, yeah. and we can't do that currently without developing him further as a character and his yeah. motivations. And the whole thing about him tr- finding a world where he's basically happy, where he doesn't lose everything. Right. Um, yeah. like that probably drives his pessimism even more to the extreme. Sure. So having, having that, having the pessimistic Spider-Man, uh, be the one that leads all of this, of course he would focus on the tragedy and stuff like that. He's not yeah. going to focus on the good because while he does have good happen in his life, it's, he's still going back to this world that is like hostile to him, like actively hostile, um, just yeah. over and over again. And I think that um, while he is like the haters, basically, he's like the people who said like, well, Spider-Man isn't black, you know, in right. the beginning, even though. Yeah, I get, again, because uh, uh, Into the Spider-Verse, I thought one of my notes when I saw that movie for the first time was that uh, it was a film that wasn't just in conversation with Spider-Man as a superhero or as a comic book character but also uh, with Spider-Man as a cultural pop icon. I thought that, like, they also understood that, like, Spider-Man exists in our space in a way, you know. They've referenced the memes and the popsicles and stuff, and I thought that was, like, really clever and really refreshing, and I do think that in these next two movies, they are building on that and um, maybe beyond conversing, like, taking a stand um, about what Spider-Man is, in their opinion, in the pop culture sphere. And, and I think and, that uh, Miles and Miguel are stand-ins for that conversation. Yeah, it's it. Yeah, they are definitely like because, because I mean, Phil and uh, I mean, both of them said as well. Like mm-hmm. this, like part of the things that they're saying is anyone can wear the mask. Um, right. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> but like Spider-Man, like is it Peter Parker? It's the optimism to be able to help everyone at any time. Right. It's the 
Um, it, well, it's the you know, great power comes great responsibility. It's the uh, the drive to be a positive force in other people's lives. Um, yeah, you know, and having um, and having like all of these different people, like uh, like the Indian Spider Man, who I could never say his name. I. They they go by his name really fast. I can't. Yeah. I, I can't um. It like all. having him because he's also like a very positive Spider-Man because like he says like yeah. why why is everyone so sad all the time? Being Spider-Man is easy because right. he's never had anything bad happen to him as Spider-Man. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's why he's able to be happy basically, yeah. uh, and why it's weird that. Well, I mean it's not weird because like Miguel just didn't tell him that you know. His girlfriend's dad yeah. was going to die soon. Um, but, like, it's... I don't know. Like, it, there's so many different ways you can interpret Spider-Man. Uh, but, like, at the end of the day, it's like, he is a hero in any way he can be. And mm -hmm. there's no, like... While there's, you know, while there is bad, you take it, you get back up, and you go again. Um... And yeah, I don't know. It's I'm liking it. A, I, I just I I like that they're doing this meta commentary on just Spider-Man as like everything, basically, like everything about mm -hmm. Spider-Man. They're doing this meta meta commentary on it and whatnot. Uh, and yeah. I like it. It works really well, especially if you read like a lot of Spider-Man comics, <laughs> like uh, and are aware of uh, the pop culture pop culture you know, stuff around it. Mm -hmm. That being said, don't read the latest Spider-Man comic. It's real bad. They kill yeah. off uh, Ms. Marvel for no reason in it, even though she's only shown up in like five panels. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. Yeah. Don't buy the comics. Don't fall up. Uh, I, I hear, I hear the miles run right now is pretty decent. Though, oh, so the miles run is really good. Uh, Rhino is a good guy in it. Like he helped. He rehabilitates okay. Rhino. He has a, he has his clone saga a clone saga which is really good actually. Mm. He has a uh he has a clone brother that can like change into different things. Uh it's it's really I, I like it a lot. That the Kurt uh, Miles uh, run is really good. Um the art's on uh, the art's really good and also just uh story is great. I don't know. Read that. Don't right, re don't that, read Amazing uh, Spider-Man though. Yeah, with that, I think we've wrapped up. Um, uh, you, know, you know, fuck Riverdale. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Goodbye, Red, Riverdale sucks. Uh, I would much rather talk about this. All right. Bye. Uh, I love it. I love it. Revelation. I saw everything.